that Elijah had appeared, and by others that one of the old prophets had risen again. Herod said, John, I have beheaded, but who is this of whom I hear such things? So he sought uh, to see him, and the apostles, when they uh, had returned, told him all that they had done. And then he tonight about what the church can do. A lot of people want to tell you what we can't do, but what I want to tell you is what we can do through the authority that has been given to us. Amen. To understand authority, you must understand the law of govern that governs authority. Because in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 6, it said, God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. Before we go on reading this, the key words in this uh, text are men and dominion. Who has been given dominion? Man has been given dominion over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. In order to exercise our authority and dominion, you have to be a man. You have to be a woman. You have to be humankind or mankind. That's why God made a, a came in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, right? In 1 Peter 4 and 1, it said Christ suffered for us in the flesh. 1 John 4 and 2 said every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And God's law stated that his authority uh, has to be uh, channeled through a fleshly body because he gave us dominion and authority in the earth, delegated authority he gave to mankind. And so that's the reason Jesus came in a human form is so he could have legal authority here in the earth, right? And Jesus knew he, who he was. He knew where he was going and he knew that, that it was not a, a mystical, but it was a reality that he was not a reformer, but he was a recreator. He was not a visionary. He was the light. Amen. He was, he never reasoned. He knew a thing. And so Jesus was not a philosopher searching for the truth. He was the truth. Jesus knew why he came for the reason that he came and he was come to do the will of the father in the earth. And so first John chapter three and eight said for this uh, purpose, the son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Everything Jesus did, everything that he said was for us. He didn't need to conquer the devil or to uh, give us parables uh, to explain it for himself. He was doing that so that we could understand it. And so 1 Peter chapter 2 and 21 said he left us an example that we should follow in his footsteps in order for Jesus to show us how to live in a spirit-filled life, he, he exercised this kingdom authority. He walked in dominion. He had to come to this earth as a man, but be filled with the spirit. 
the miracles that he performed, he performed as the spirit, a spirit-filled man that was walking in authority and dominion that Father God had given him in the earth. Amen. He laid down his um, omnipotence. He laid down his omnipresence. He took on the form of a servant. He emptied himself and still he was God, but in a different form. Ice is still water. It's just in a different form. Amen. And he was God, but he was, wasn't uh, functioning as God. He, you see, because you can be uh, something, but not functioning in that thing. I, I, tonight, I'm a father, I'm a son, I'm a brother, I'm a preacher. But you see, I'm functioning not right now as father or husband or son or brother, but right now I'm functioning as a preacher. And Jesus was God, but yet he was man. But he didn't use his divine attributes to accomplish what he was sent to do. He did everything that he did because he was filled with the Spirit and walking in the authority that he had believing in Father God. Amen. The reason Satan has no authority is because he has not come in a human form. He is not, does, ha, does not have any creative power. He does not able to come to the, the form of a human being. So that's the reason why he's looking for somebody Amen. Somebody to work through. And because he has no legal authority except he gets access into a body. And John 10 and 1 said that he entereth not into the door of the sheepfold, but climbeth in some other way is the same as a thief and a robber. Amen. He goes on to describe the enemy, Satan, as a thief that comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But he said, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. Jesus had legal rights because he was conceived by the Holy Spirit in the virgin womb of Mary. He was transformed into this earth, into this body realm, and he walked in the divine authority and he showed his disciples, this is the way you're to walk in the earth. You're not to walk weak and anemic. You're not to walk around letting the enemy control you, but you have authority. You have dominion. And Jesus gave, not only did he have that authority, but he gave that authority to his disciples. Amen. Now, keep on walking with me. I'm, I'm going to give you all kinds of scripture. Mark chapter three, verse 14 and 15. He ordained the 12 and gave them power to heal the sick and cast out devils. Luke 9 and 1, he calls the 12 together and gives them power and authority over all devils. The disciples walked in their authority and went about doing uh, just exactly what Jesus did. They healed the sick, they raised the dead, they set the captive free, and they did it because they believed in the Son of God. Amen. They believed that God, that God had given them authority in the earth. And so when they went forth, they preached everywhere they went and the Lord was working with them and confirmed his word with signs following the word. Amen. In verse 6 of that same chapter we uh, used in our text tonight, the disciples 
went through the towns preaching the gospel, healing everywhere. And when Herod uh, heard it, he was perplexed because some said that it's John raised from the dead. And others said that it was a prophet that had been raised back to life. It wasn't uh, a resurrected Moses and it wasn't an Elijah. It was a common everyday people like Simon Peter. It wasn't, it wasn't somebody that had come, you know, back from the grave. It was a, a Simon Peter that was spirit-filled. You remember Peter? Cussing Peter. Huh? Hot-headed Peter. But now, he's filled with the Spirit. And his life is changed. And no longer is he walking in the flesh, but he is walking and led by the Spirit. And he walks in this authority and dominion that Father God has given him. And he realizes who he is. That he is not here to himself, but he is here to walk in the Spirit of God. He is here to fulfill the purpose of God. And he walks in that authority and dominion that God has given him. Peter knew his delegated authority and he walked in it. In Acts 3, the the lame man sat at the gate called Beautiful, and he was begging alms. Amen? And, And today we constantly tell people, don't look on me. Right? Don't look to me. I don't have anything. But if you don't have something, you need to get you something. Amen? You need to get you something. Because we, we aren't to go around empty. And we're not to just get enough for ourselves. But we're to reach out and we're to do what Jesus did. We're to do what his disciples began. We are still his disciples, right? I said we are still his disciples. We are here today being an example of Christ living in us and walking out and being that action and reflection of Christ in the earth so that men will see our good works and glorify the Father in heaven. Amen. Yes, we're common flesh and blood, but also we are spirit filled. And because we walk in dominion and walk in authority, it is not of our own authority, our own ability, but it's what Father God has given to us. Amen. That delegated authority. Authority that we don't have to back down from any enemy in the earth, but we can declare the goodness and the righteousness of God just like they did in the Bible times. They said, silver and gold we don't have, but we need you to look on us because what we've got you need. And what we have can heal your sick body. Amen. What we have is able to deliver you and set you free. Amen. I believe today that God wants us to do that same thing. He wants us to find hurting, broken humanity and tell them, look on us. Amen. Look on us. And when they look on us, they should see the reflection of Christ. They should see his love. They should see his compassion. But they should also see his healing grace. They should also see his anointing and his power resonating through our lives. That when we believe with them, God will change their life forever. Amen. Amen. In Acts chapter 9 and verse 32 said, now it came to pass as Peter went through all parts of the country that he also came down to the saints who dwelt uh, in Lydia. 
And there he found a certain man named Aeneas who had been uh, bedridden eight years and was paralyzed. And Peter said to Aeneas, Jesus, the Christ, heals you. Arise, make your bed or take your bed. And then he arose immediately. And so all who dwelt in Lydia uh, and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. Amen. They saw it and they turned to the Lord. I'm talking about us reaching out. Amen. I'm talking about when God does a thing, he doesn't just do it for us. He does it so that somebody else can in turn see and believe. Amen. And so we do this all the time when we go to, to third world countries and we have crusades there. The first 20 minutes we'll preach a message on healing. And, and people's faith will arise. They'll come forward. We'll pray for them. And God heals them. As a result of that, now their hearts are open to the gospel. To where we can share the gospel of the kingdom with them. Amen. And they are opened up and they're receiving because they just seen the Jesus we were preaching about heal one of their friends. Amen. The Jesus we're preaching about just did a miracle in their midst and caused faith to rise in their heart. And that's what this scripture said. It said that they, uh, that, that they saw him and turned to the Lord. We must have a manifestation of power so that people can see and turn to the Lord. Amen. And so this is what God's plan is. Jesus, when we see here, Peter shortened it and he said, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. Later, in Acts chapter 9, verse 36, they go to Joppa and there a certain disciple named Tabitha, which uh, is translated Dorcas. The woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. And it happened in those days that she became sick and died. And when they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. And since Lydia was near Joppa, the disciples had heard that Peter was there. Then they sent two men to him, employing him not to delay to come to them. And then Peter arose and went to them. And when they had come, they brought him to the upper room at the window stood by him weeping, showing uh, the tunicate and the garments of Dorcas had made while she was with them. But Peter put them all out and knelt down and prayed. And turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. Then he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints to the windows, he presented her alive. And it became known throughout all of Joppa that many believed on the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, this isn't just about you. This is about you receiving what you need so it can be a testimony to somebody else. And they will believe. Amen. And, and I like what 
uh, Bishop Wright said that Sunday night he was here. Sometimes we get comfortable with things that God isn't comfortable with. And sometimes we get comfortable being sick. We're all right with being less than. We we become all right with circumstances and chaos and trouble around us. But God says, I want to do this for you, not just so that you can be healed, not just so you can have a miracle, but somebody you're connected to needs to see my power in action. And if you would just believe on me, I can give you a miracle so they can be saved and set free. Amen. Now notice that he simply says, Tabitha, arise. Another occasion when we see that the Bible said that Peter, the shadow just came over them. Now watch this. He first, he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. The next time he speaks, he says, in the name of Jesus Christ. The next time he just says, arise. The next time, the shadow is just passing by and they're being healed. What's happening here? Faith is risen. Amen. Faith is risen. And I can tell you uh, of experience that some people, you know, you just have to kind of talk them into their healing. And other people that have faith for whatever that is. And you don't, and you know, what I'm saying is this, is you've got to come to that place that you just believe the word of God. You believe the promise of God are for you and it's his good pleasure to bless you, right? Amen. And, and when uh, sometimes it, it takes that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, right? It may take that faith. I'm not downing wherever you may be, but I'm telling you the longer that you walk with God in this faith experience, amen, you should come to a place that you just walk with him and his glory goes with you, that his healing goes with you, that his direction and his purpose goes with you, amen. And you can find him in, uh, as you go, you can find him with you. And that's what Peter did. He came to an understanding that God wants these people healed. Amen. And I don't have to pray all day. I don't have to seek God all day. All I've got to do is speak in faith and this dead little girl's going to get up. All I've got to do now, I know he is with me and all I'm going to do, I don't have time to lay hands on them all, but I'm just going to set them out in the street and I'll walk by and as I walk by his presence and his anointing will get on them and it'll be enough to to heal your sick body. It'll be enough to deliver you from oppression. It'll be enough to have victory in your life. If you just believe him, all things work together for his good. Amen. If you aren't in rebellion and you're in the will of God, see what he wants you to see, you hear what he wants you to hear, you live how he wants you to live, then you can operate in authority. I'm going to say that again. If you're not in rebellion, you're living the way you know to live, hear what he wants you to hear, live how he wants you to live, then you can operate, you can live your life in kingdom authority. Where do we fit in? 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 said, Wherefore, if any man, say that's me, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away and all things have become new, right? That doesn't mean that you're just a forgiven, uh, you're just an old forgiven sinner. 
Amen. You're, you're not just an old, poor, weak, struggling, staggering church member. But you are a new creation. You are a new creature. Amen. You are new and all things are new. Amen. The old earmark is of, of sin is gone. Those things that once uh, labeled you and marked you and said this is what you are are now gone. And now you're living in a newness of Christ. You have a newness of life because Jesus is now living on the inside of you. Amen. Colossians 1 and 13. I told you. We are delivered from the power of darkness. Satan's dominion has been broken over our lives and we now have a new master amen we have a new lord we have eternal life john eleven twenty six. whoever believeth excuse me whoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die god goes around handing out eternal life <laughs> amen and that's power i said eternal life that's power That's power over death. That's power over the works of the enemy. Amen. Heaven must be something if it's going to take us all of eternity to enjoy it. But I want you to know as a child of God, he has given you dominion and authority while you're here. If he has already given you eternal life through his son, wouldn't he also give you authority and dominion and power and victory here? Amen. He has given it to us, not when we get to heaven. He has given it to us here in the now. If we was going to wait till we get to heaven, then why would Jesus even come? Amen. But he has come so that right here, right now, we can walk in this kingdom authority. Romans 8 and 32, he that uh, spared not his own son, but delivered him up from us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Say all things. He isn't holding anything back. He has given us all things, right? We've been made heirs to all things. Romans 8 and 15, we have received by the spirit of adoption. The spirit in verse 16, it said the spirit itself beareth witness that we are the children of God. Verse 17 said of children than heirs, heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus said all power in heaven and in earth has been given to us. That word power, authority, amen, you're now the sons, you're now the daughters of God. Amen, we're not waiting, but he has given us this delegated authority. And he said, behold, I have given to you power to tread upon scorpions and serpents and over all the powers of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. Amen. God has given us this power. He has given us this authority. Amen. We're God's vessels on the earth. We're carriers of his glory. We're carriers of his authority. We're joint heirs with Christ. And so what Jesus did, we should be doing right now. Amen. John 15 and 16, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain 
And whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Amen. John 17, he prays for us. Remember, they are still in the world. And they're still, we still need him. In John 17 and 18, he said, As you sent me into the world, even so have I sent them into the world. How did he send us to be ambassadors for Christ? We are representatives of him in the earth. Every phase, every area of our life, we're to show his glory. We're to show his love. We're to show his compassion. We are to speak his words and we are to do his works. Amen. Price is dead. Wigglesworth is dead. Kuhlman is dead. Moody and Finney and Spurgeon, Hagen, Shambach, they're all dead. But you and I are still here and still alive. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. Why? Because he has given us authority over all things. Hallelujah. How do you exercise authority? You exercise authority through words. Amen. The root word for authority is author. You see that? What does an author do? He writes words. Your authority is in your words. Power of life and death is in the tongue. The tongue is a tool of expression for what is in the abundance of your heart. Amen. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so Jesus' authority was seen through his words. In John 7 and 48, he said, never a man has spake like this man. Amen. He spoke as one that had authority. He had power to bless and he had power to curse. Jesus cursed the fig tree, but he also blessed the little children. Right? In Mark chapter 1 and verse 22, they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one who had authority. Luke 4 and 38, they were all amazed and spoke of themselves, saying that what a word is this. For with authority and power he cometh, that unclean spirit they shall come out. Amen. This same Christ lives on the inside of you and I. For Galatians 2 and 20 said, Christ liveth in me, who is the hope of glory. Ephesians 3 and 17, Christ dwells in uh, in our hearts by faith. Colossians 1 and 27 tells us Christ is in you, the hope of glory. 2 Corinthians 13 and 5, Jesus Christ is in you. 1 John 4 and 4, you are little, you are of, of God, little children, and I have overcome the world because greater is he who is in you 
than he that is in this world. Amen. His word is in you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Amen. You can ask what you will and faith believe in it shall be done. Christ and his word are on the inside of you that empower you. And when he is in your heart, get your heart full of the word of God. Get your heart full of his presence. That's the reason why David went and said, I've hid your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Why? Because in times of temptation, in times of darkness, out of David's heart would rise the word of God and you would give him victory over his enemy. Hallelujah. I want to tell you today that God has given us authority. He has given us dominion. The hope of glory lives on the inside of us. You need to notify your face that greater is he that is in you than everything that's come against you. You need to tell your sickness the healer dwells in me. You need to tell your family situation that he is the God of my family. He is the restorer of all things. He gathers together, amen, the pieces and brings it all together like a potter's wheel and he makes again new. Amen. He makes again new everything that has been broken in my life. You're not merely speaking, but you're speaking in his authority. Amen. So we speak in Christ. The actual translation there is, so we speak in Christ's stead. Amen. So I'm not trying to get somebody to believe me. or I'm not trying to get them to think that I can do a thing. I'm just here representing the King of glory. I'm just here representing the God of the universe. And he said, (laughs) I said, he said, amen. And so we declare the word of the Lord and the word of the Lord is enough to bring victory in our lives. First Peter four and 11, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. You carry the king's word and whatever he declares is established. And when you understand authority, you can run the devil off with a baguette. You'll get that on the way home. Amen. When you understand the authority, you can take a baguette out of God's word and you can cause the devil to because he knows you are in authority here. Hallelujah. You see, the Roman centurion said, I'm in authority and I'm under authority. I say to one, go and he goes. I say to one, come and he comes. Amen. You need to need something to go. Then you need to rise up in the name of Jesus and tell that thing to go. Get out of here. You're not hoping. You're not thinking, but you're declaring in Jesus name and the authority of heaven. And that thing has got to go. Go in Jesus' name. Amen. You need something to come. You need to, you need not ask it, but you need to tell it. Come in Jesus' name and declare the kingdom of God comes and the kingdom of God goes because of the authority that has been given to the believer. Amen. Staggers our mind, but it's true. If it isn't true, then we might as well just gather up all of our Bibles here tonight. Get us a bonfire and have a weenie roast. Amen. 
Y'all are good Presbyterians tonight. Amen. But I tell you the truth. His word is true. And his word does work. It don't work some of the time. It don't work part of the time. It always works. And we need to understand that we are what Jesus said we are. We have what Jesus said we can have. And we can do everything that Jesus said we can do. We've just got to believe that all things are possible to them that believe. You've got to stand in your authority with your head high, with your chest stuck out, and let the devil know, I'm not backing up, not backing down. You ain't going to get my children. You're not getting my health. You're not getting my finances. I'm here as an ambassador of the authority of the kingdom of God, and I declare the word of the Lord over my children. I declare the word of the Lord over my health. I declare the word of the Lord over my finances, the kingdom of God has come in me and his will is being done in my life and it may not look like it right now but just keep on watching because every day the authority of God is being established, his will is being accomplished and his work will be glorified in my life. Amen. The devil has no legal authority because he's never come in through a body into the earth. He always has to use somebody. Amen. If you want to mess the devil up next time he comes carrying on, just go to your safe box and get your birth certificate out. Say, looky here, I've got authority here in the earth because I was born into the earth God has given me authority to rule and to reign in the earth. Amen. The devil don't have any authority here. The only right that he has, he stole from Adam. Amen. Let me, let me say this. Let me try to put it in this vernacular tonight. If you were to go home, and God forbid, but if you were to go home and you found some strange weirdo up in your house, how much problem would you have evicting him? Huh? Would anybody go home tonight, find somebody up in their house and say, oh, would you like a cup of coffee? If you would leave me alone, you, you'd stay the night. If you would do that, I want you to come quickly. I want to pray for your brain. <laughs> Amen. Because they aren't there to say hello to you. Come on, somebody. So why in the world, in the spirit realm, when the enemy comes into our life and goes to messing, why would we allow him to stay a millisecond? Why would we allow him to come in? Amen. We need to serve an eviction notice on the enemy and tell him there isn't no vacancy here. Amen. There is no place for you in my life. There's no place in my home. There's no place in my body. There's no place here. Christ lives here. He dwells here. And we serve eviction notice on him that you've got to go in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There has been a transfer. You have been baptized in authority. So stop putting up 
with the enemy. Stop fearing people. Stop fearing sickness. Stop fearing your future. Stop fearing and fretting over the things that the enemy may try to bring against you. And know that we have victory in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's not a matter if he will. He has no choice. He's got to go. Because God's given us the authority. Amen. So let me ask you again. Why is it you're putting up with that devil in your house? Why is it you're putting up with that circumstances and situations? Come on. Let's believe God for the supernatural. Let's believe God that his work can do something in us. So that people can see God at work and believe for their self and accept him as Savior and Lord of their life. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I've had to preach this by myself tonight. I'm going to charge you extra on the way out. Amen. But I believe tonight the word of God, don't you? Come on. Amen. I believe the word of God. And it's exactly what I'm believing for. We believe God. You know, the most important Sunday we have around here, it's the one coming up. The next Sunday is the most important Sunday we have. It's not Easter. It's not Christmas. It's the next Sunday. Because that's the next time lives can be changed. So next time we're believing God to do something miraculous. And I'm believing God for his miraculous power to show up in these next weeks that we are dealing with. We, we don't go through all of these things and through all of this work just so we can have a feel-good, fuzzy time. We're doing it so that lives can be changed by the power of the word. Amen? Hallelujah. And so I'm just believing that God's going to turn things around. He's going to move whatever needs to be done so that his glory can be revealed and people's lives can be changed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Stand with me.